do you think it's because of the virus? And I was like, no, the virus is a symptom. The virus is a symptom. The virus is not the cause of this stuff. There's a way bigger thing going on here that has opened the door for this virus. And I absolutely believe that everything is consciousness. So there's a level of consciousness that is creating. And the question is why, right? I believe that we're being asked to step into a higher vibrational frequency. We're being asked to let go of the paradigm of yesterday and create a new one, a new one that is more sufficient, more eco-friendly, more life-giving, life-supporting, more loving, more light. You are listening to The Ultimate Biohack for Women, a movement of women who know what they want and go get it. You know the answers lie within. Reach in and grab hold. This is a movement, a movement of women who tune in and turn their selves on. Now you're biohacking the woman's way, integrating the art and science of hacking your biology like a woman. Tap your magic, conjure your yes, upgrade, elevate, maximize your potential. I'm Dr. Brandy Victory, and this is a movement, a movement that is sure to hack your soul. Hello, precious beings. I so feel you out there. You know, so many people are simmering in fear right now, and many are actually dipping into terror throughout these crazy, crazy days we're living through right now. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty nuts, and um, I, you know, I've been working with so many people virtually. It's been so fun. I've actually um, been wanting to expand my virtual practice for so long. And here I am like, okay, kind of forced into it, which has been amazing. And the movement that is happening for these ladies is so beyond what we experience in the office. When we're in the office and I got my hands on someone, it's like I'm doing a technique to them. But when we're working virtually, I'm helping you move through stuff on an energetic level. I'm, I'm helping, your, help, helping you get guidance through your own higher wisdom and giving you tools to actually do on a day-to-day basis. And, and, it, and it's just been so powerful and I've been having so much fun. But it's been really, um, oh, it's kind of heartbreaking a little bit to see so much sadness and see so much terror. And um, yeah, I just wanted you to know I'm feeling you on that. Um, I'm personally not feeling that stuff, but I can feel it from everybody else because I'm really empathic and I have to re- be mindful. Like if I notice my emotions starting to get sideways, I have to ask, what is that? Like, as a matter of fact, I've quit drinking caffeine because I've been a little bit like anxious and and high strung a little bit. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Something is going on here. I'm going to get rid of the caffeine because maybe it's caffeine. But what I pretty sure it is, is that I'm just picking up them on the vibratory vibratory frequency of my environment, the people, the, our community, our world, right? And I believe we all have this ability and do do this. We may not recognize it. We may not know what's happening. And we may think that our anxiety is ours when it's everybody else's. And that's something I've had to negotiate in my life because of the way I do empath with people. And I've learned that a lot of the feelings and emotions that I have are not mine at all. As a matter of fact, I had this really cool experience uh, one time, a couple of 
several months ago, I went back to Texas to hang out with my mom. And um, I don't know if I've talked about this yet, but um, I, I just got there. I had I'd just done a cleanse. I was like on my game. I, I usually will do a cleanse, at least a five day cleanse prior to going because it's so tempting for me to get off my rocker there with food choices because it's so available. And, um, and so I'll do a cleanse to set myself up for success while I'm there. And cause usually, I mean, it'll, the five day cleanse will get rid of all my cravings and I don't, I don't want anything gross and sugary and, and carbohydrates and all that stuff. So, so I was like, okay, I'm all on it. Right. And, and I'm there with my mom. It was like maybe the first or second day and she was walking up the stairs and I was walking up behind her and I felt that like this overwhelming sensation to go eat a pecan pie. I don't know when the last time I had pecan pie was. It's been a long freaking time, okay? <laughs> so for me to want a pecan pie was pretty, pretty nuts. And then I started going, oh, what else is in the kitchen? And I was kind of like looking through her cabinets with my mind's eye going, what can I have? What can I have? And then I saw them. I, I, saw, I caught myself. I was like, what, what is that? How am I having that thought? That's not my thought. And it was because I was walking behind her up the stairs that I was picking up on on her her thoughts. And, and it came to fruition that when we would go out in public, we would go to a store or we would go to a restaurant or we go anywhere that had an option for sugary foods. She would be like, Oh, look at that. Oh, I want that. Oh, should we get dessert? Oh, sugar, 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 sugar. And I was like, okay, my point is proven. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah. So, you know, be mindful about your thoughts and, and question yourself. Are these thoughts my thoughts? Am I picking up on the vibratory frequency of, of everyone around me, my family, my community, the world, the news, the news, the news, the social media, the social media, the social media, turn it off. All right. It's really, really tough out there. I mean, seriously, people are sick, people are dying. And I do pray for these people every single day because I'm I feel so fortunate. I feel so fortunate to have the life that I've had. <clears throat> and I feel like I have myself set up in such a way that I get to be in this empowered place during this time. Now, it didn't come by me naturally. It just didn't drop into my space. I've been working for it. But still, you know, there's a lot of people out who are suffering. And um, yeah, it, it's just I keep those people um, gently in my heart, right? And the thing is, the media is playing it up so much that you can't help but be on guard, to say the least, right? Much less, you know, in a state of terror. So, you know, I find myself even doing it when I'm out and about, like I, I see people wearing masks and shifting away from me. And I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not. I don't want to live in a fear-based society and wearing a mask is because I'm fearful of getting sick. I'm not sick. So why do I need to wear a mask? Um, yeah, that's not my thing. And, and so, but I see people doing it, right? And I see people looking at me because I'm not wearing a mask and <laughs> they're giving me the look, you know, and, uh, you know, and they're, they're shifting away from me. They won't let me hold the door open. Understandably, you know, I really absolutely want to be respectful of people's social distancing and, and, I don't want to live in a fear-based fear mindset, right? So it's, it's a weird, it's a weird little line there that can get easily lost, right? You know, because I, then I get back in my car and spray my hands with my essential oil-based sanitizer, 
which is not something I used to do, right? So I'm okay, yeah, I'm taking precautions, right? And what is that, right? It's so interesting to think about where to draw the line between fear based action and thinking versus being smart about things, right? It's an important topic to consider because the the reality is it's really easy to kid ourselves. I mean, I, like I was saying earlier, I'm an empath and I have seen so many patients over the last few weeks that tell me they're doing good emotionally. They're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm doing pretty good. No fear here, doing good. Yet I can hear it in their voice, instability. I can see it in their face, uncertainty. I can hear them tell me in their day-to-day actions and their way of living that it's fear-based, yet they say they're doing, oh, I'm doing good emotionally. I'm doing good. Just holding it down over here, you know, taking care of some chores around the house. But I can hear it. I can hear it. I can hear it. I can see it. So the question is, are you living in fear, especially when you leave the house? Or are you actually following the CDC's recommendation and simply respecting other people's space? Like there's a difference in those two and it could be either. It's just a curiosity. Check in with yourself. Like this is what I'm doing with myself. I'm checking in with myself because it's easy to get caught up in fear. Even when I know, like someone asked me the other day, she was like, I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, but she was like, do you think it's because of the virus? And I was like, no, the virus is a symptom. The virus is a symptom. The virus is not the cause of this stuff. There's a way bigger thing going on here that has opened the door for this virus. And I absolutely believe that everything is consciousness. So there's a level of consciousness that is creating. And the question is why, right? I believe that we're being asked to step into a higher vibrational frequency. We're being asked to let go of the paradigm of yesterday and create a new one, a new one that is more sufficient, more eco-friendly, more life-giving, life-supporting, more loving, more light. You know, I I was listening to, I don't even know what it was. I was over listening. I was listening (laughs) to something Roger was listening to actually. And he was listening to an interview and some guy said, and he was interviewing another guy about how to do a particular thing on Zoom with with his work and and the guy was like yeah you know there's just these new modalities and we start doing things a new way and and there's so much resistance when we're trying to get a new way of working and a new way of doing things going and he's never heard anyone turn around and say gosh I wish we were doing it the old way so when we go you know into the next year five years ten years and we look back I doubt there's going to be too many people going oh man I wish it was like 2019 (laughs) because we always innovate we always bring something new and something better to the table when we go through struggle that is the essence of being alive and being a creator on this planet right so what I know is if we're living in a state of fear it opens the door to allow in or to create that which we fear because what we focus on becomes. So if we're sitting around going, oh my God, okay, I gotta stay six feet away. Okay, I can make sure I wear my mask, wear my gloves, oh, and spray my hands with sanitizer and wash my hands for 30 seconds, not 20, because I'm just freaking out. Don't touch the door handle, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I just washed, I just did my, I just uh, sprayed my hands and then I touched my phone. And, and like, there's all these thoughts that I'm hearing people say, that are completely ridiculously based in fear. And it's okay to be cautious. I'm not saying don't take care of yourself by any means. And pay attention to where your thoughts are coming from. All right. 
fear depletes your immune system. Fear depletes your immune system. It wears us down. And then it sets us up for, guess what? (laughs) To get sick, right? Yeah. So if we're living in a state of fear, just the mindset of fear creates the opening for us to create what it is we're fearing and it depletes our immune system. So we got to overcome both of those states. We got to overcome the mental mindset and we got to overcome the physiology, okay? So here's the deal. The stats are really scary. They're really freaking scary. Like the stats keep coming out. We don't really know what we're dealing with. It's an unknown, right? Everything's evolving. We are in an unknown. When we're in a state of unknown, we feel out of control. Like I am sure every single person listening to this right now feels out of control. And every person on the planet in some way feels out of control in some way. It may be a small out of control. But I bet if we all look around, we can go, yeah, I'm feeling completely out of control right now or somewhat out of control right now. And that feeling out of control arises from that feeling of being out of control arises fear. And so when we're in that state of fear, which is where we're at because we're feeling out of control, right, then we affect everything. We affect how we show up. We affect how we think. We affect the light we bring into the world. We affect all of the things we affect our immune system, right? Just like we were talking about. So our immune system is being affected every single moment because of this feeling of out of controlness. And I certainly don't want to minimize fear, right? It's completely understandable. It is so completely understandable. Uh, I find myself there, you know, like I was saying, I find myself there sometimes like, wait a minute, turn that around. Where's that coming from? Who are you right now? What do you want to be right now? Like I'm constantly asking myself these questions, right? So the thing is, we're we're just completely out of control (laughs) and we're in complete state of fear and our cortisol is continuing to skyrocket and our immunity is continuing to plummet. So, you know, we have to get control somehow. And what we can do is we can control certain things in our own life. We can't control what's happening out there. We can't control the virus, but we can control some things about our own life, right? How we, how we think, how we show up, how we act, how we breathe, how we eat, all those things. All right. So let's empower you to take control of something so you can let go of fear because that's the primary thing, right? And I'm going to give you some really fun exercises here in just a few minutes that's going to, it's going to lead, lean into that. Okay. So, um, you know, the way I see it is society is, is become somewhat bipolar. I've, I've talked about the polarity that I've been seeing and, and, and I just realized it the other day. I was like, oh, society is bipolar. Wow, interesting. We're all over the place. So what we want to do is we want to soften the edges, right? Because everything is a reflection of everything. So there may be a tendency towards bipolarism, if that's a word, in your world, in your life, in your mind. So take a look at that and see if there's there's these extremes that are happening. Um, I know I've seen it in my own, my own mindset. I'm like, wow, woohoo, I'm on top of the world. I'm excited. I'm going, I'm going. And then the next minute I might, you know, I had a weird dream last night where I dreamt of um, scorpions and I'm not going to go into the dream right now because I haven't completely evaluated it, but that um, there were so many and I have a feeling from so far, I have a feeling that I'm really filling into the the world, the feelings of the world. And uh, Scorpion is about birth and, and death and rebirth. 
and I can feel where every, every, all of us are in a, that place all at once. And so, uh, you know, that can bring up fear too, right? But we want to soften the edges. We want to counterbalance the fear to balance ourselves out, right? We can change how we feel. We can change how we show up. We can change how we take action in our lives. And it takes practice. So I'm going to share with you these two exercises. They're actually practices. I don't even like to call them exercises. They're practices. And it's something you got to like, kind of do. You might feel better after you do it once, but if you do it, you're going to get results. Okay. And, um, yeah, we just got to learn how to see things from a deeper perspective and you know, it helps to have accountability. So let me hold your hand through the fire. Let's get you to an empowered place on all levels, right? Mind, body, spirit. We can wake you up to your own truth so you can move forward with freedom. So you can help create a better life for yourself your family and the planet. All right. So let's take, let's do this. Let's do this. And again, if you're on social media and you're watching TV and you're watching people post pictures of them sick self, I saw somebody do that the other day, like a picture of them laying in bed and their eyes are all dark and they're like, Oh, I feel so shitty. I'm like, God dang it. You know, why do you, why does one put that out in somebody's space? Like, I don't want to influence anyone's space in that way, but it comes from a place of ignorance, really not knowing, not knowing the impact and needing attention. I mean, that has to be it, right? So, you know, just pay attention to your thoughts, pay attention to what you're posting, pay attention to how much you're listening to the TV, the radio, social media, turn it all off, save yourself. All right. Save yourself, save your family. All right. All that being said, once you get stuck in a fear-based mentality, worse, even terror, like terror, it's really freaking hard to pull yourself out, don't you think? I know, I've been there lots, and I've seen so many patients tell me, especially over these last few weeks, that once I get into those dark places, I just can't seem to get out. And it's it's terrible, and my, my heart goes out to all of you beca- that are experiencing this because I know how terrible it is to be in a dark place and not know how to get out, or not even know if it's worth trying to get out, like, what's the point of trying to get out? That's where I went. I was suicidal. I was like, so deep into darkness that I had no reason to live. And according to my mind, as a matter of fact, in my mind, I believed that me not being here would be better for my family. Now that's, that's out there, right? So if, if this is you, if you're having thoughts like that, definitely, go see a therapist. If you have a psychiatric disorder, you're concerned for your well-being and you're not seeing that you want to continue to live. This these are these are important things to pay attention to because I'm telling you I'm here. I've lived through this stuff and I'm here to tell you you're needed. You have a light. You have something unique to share and offer and it is time for you to stand up and own that shit, okay? You deserve it. And it's going to take you pulling yourself out of the darkness. You have to do it. Yes, get therapy, but you have to do it. No one, no one can do it for you. All right. But I do want to chat about this because I have some tools that I'm going to give you in this podcast that may help when you're in those little dark places. Okay. So on the energetic realm, which is that's like the work I'm doing now is doing energy work with people. And on the energetic realm, what I'm seeing is people who are in these fear-based mindsets are closed down in their first and second chakra. It's both. It's not actually one, it's both. Uh, and to for those of you who may not know what that is, the chakra system is an energetic system in the body. It um, 
it's where the meridians that acupuncturists work on uh, come in and out of. They're like channels of energy. And you have seven primary chakras in your central channel. And the first one is at the base of the parent at the base of the like at the perineum. And the second one is just below the belly button in front of the spine. So and each chakra has a a specific quality characteristic lends itself to certain things that relate to you, your body and your life. And so when the first chakra is, well, the first chakra relates to everything survival, it relates to how we are embodied, right? It's the closest one to the earth. So it's like the earth element, our foundation, it relates to your bones, you know, when people have uh, imbalances in the first chakra chronically, they actually can, it can be a what can lead to osteoporosis. So, um, because the osteos, the bones are like your foundation, right? So just think about that. That first chakra is like your foundation and our foundation has been shook like really, really hard. Right? So the first chakra also relates to how we relate to money, sex, family, relationships, food. So I know a lot of people are having food issues right now. I know a lot of people are having relationship issues right now. Like this is all first chakra stuff. Like I've seen so many people in this world right now that are just shut down in the first. And and so the idea is to open it back up. So your chakras open and close and for good reason and purpose. And I'm not going to get into all of that here, but I'm going to give you um, an exercise to help open that stuff up and create stability and strength in the lower body. And the lower body is how we is related to the first and chakra first specifically the first chakra and partly the second the second chakra is more about creativity it's in your womb space it's uh how we birth babies right it's how we create it's how we make things it's how we um, have passion to live our lives and uh when that's closed down all the passion goes away we don't feel creative we're um kind of feel lost because especially here as women we are creative beings we make babies all right we create life. <laughs> we make babies. That is the, the, the essence of being the, the most incredible creator beyond God, right? So yeah, own it, own it. And when we don't, we feel lost, we feel disconnected, we feel depleted, we feel worthless or pointless, like we don't have a, a purpose. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to do an exercise, I'm going to walk you right through this, it's called the triangle illumination practice. And I share this with my patients. And this is a practice we do in the own your Glow group, group coaching program as well. Um, I offer a lot of different kinds of things like this. But um, I'm going to step you through it because you then once you get it, you can just do this anytime. And it's really, really easy to open up your first and second chakra and create stability within yourself with this practice. All right. So triangle illumination practice, it relates to how you're standing. So um, basically, obviously, if you're driving, don't you can stop and get out and do this on the side of the road, but um, you definitely want to stand up for this one. So you're standing up, your feet are hip width distance apart or wider. So you want to have a, tr a triangular um, position of your legs, the, the floor being the bottom of the triangle and your legs being the sides of the triangle, your perineum being the top of the triangle. So triangles relate to creativity. <laughs> they relate to harmony, ascension, illumination, and it's also the shape of a mountain, right? So you can imagine you might your feet are at the base of a mountain, and your perineum is the top of the mountain, and you're literally using the energy of earth uh, as a conduit for support. Okay, so go ahead and spread your feet, put both your feet flat on the floor, and feel equal balance between the front and back parts 
of your foot. So the forefoot and the heel. You might even want to rock back and rock forward so that you can feel, oh no, I'm not centered. Okay, what does it feel like to be centered on my feet? And then ensuring that you have equal balance left to right. So maybe rock a little bit to the left, rock a little bit to the right. See if you have, see what it feels like to find that place of center. And just begin connecting with your breath. It's a really easy practice here. Allowing your breath to be full and deep and long and expansive without trying too hard. Let your exhale be complete and releasing. And just continue feeling your breath deep and into your belly. Expanding the lower part of your back. Expanding the lower rib cages. Maybe even expanding at the pubic bone. And on your next inhale, imagine that both of your legs are straws. And on the right leg, You've got a vacuum that's sucking up energy from the earth. And on the, so you're going to inhale, you're going to breathe energy up from the earth, up through the right leg, as if there were a straw inside it, up the central channel, inhaling the breath all the way into the pelvic bowl. So the pelvic bowl, the base is at the perineum. The top is where you would put your hands when you say you put your hands on your hips. So that's the top of the bowl. And you want to allow the breath to fill that space up. And as you exhale, you're going to exhale down through the left leg, the central channel of the left leg. So there's a straw on it there, but it's sucking the energy down into the earth. So you're inhaling the energy up through the right leg, filling up the pelvic bowl completely, exhaling down the left leg, allowing your breath, your energy to exhale completely, washed down out through the left leg into the earth. And continue that cycle of breath, inhaling up the right, filling up the pelvic bowl, exhaling down the left, releasing completely, inhaling up the right, filling up the pelvic bowl, exhaling allowing it to all release down the left leg. So this is a cleansing process. So you can see that motion is kind of like a wave, energizing yourself through the right, releasing through the left. If you want to feel the energy swirl around in your pelvic bowl, you're welcome to do that. If, that's, if you're called to do that, feel it swirling around in there and then release it all down the left. And as you continue this practice, you may begin to notice some stimulation, some awakening in the, in the perineum, in the first chakra, second chakra area, maybe just in the pelvic bowl generally or the pelvic floor. It just feels like maybe a little tingling sensation or stimulation or awakening. Maybe it's just a little pinpoint. Maybe you don't feel it at all. That's okay. There's no right. There's no wrong. It's just the action that you're taking and the intention that you're having right now to, that influences this movement and this clearing. 
and this opening. And that stimulation that you're feeling is opening. And if you've never really done work like this before, it, you may not feel it. And it just takes practice. So my invitation for you is to practice inhaling up the right, filling up the pelvic bowl, exhaling down the left. And I would recommend, a lot of times I, I will recommend doing practices throughout the day. And this I do recommend doing throughout the day. But this is one of those practices that you need to do when you're not doing anything else. Sometimes I say, oh, yeah, do this while you're washing dishes. But don't do this. Don't do this particular practice while you're washing dishes. All right. This, this needs to be eyes closed, feeling the movement, letting it completely release, setting your intention, right? That you're inhaling up the right, filling up the pelvic bowl, Turning on the first and second chakra, opening those girls up and letting it go down the left, clearing and cleansing any stagnation there as you release down the left and just continue and continue this practice. And then when you feel complete, maybe you do 10 rounds, maybe you do 20, maybe you do two. I don't know. Whatever feels good for you is what you're doing. All right. And if you did that practice with me, I'm, I'm curious how you're feeling right now. Like check in with yourself, close your eyes, check in with your body. What are you noticing? If you take a few stu steps around your room and, and feel into how things may have shifted, what are you noticing? Do you feel a little bit more solid? Do you feel a little bit more grounded? Do you feel a little bit heavier? That would all be normal because when we're more, when we're in our first and shock, second chakras in this area of our body, um, we, we tend to feel heavier because we're more embodied, right? And that's what all the practices that I teach are about is really uh, being more embodied because our power is in our pelvis, women. And uh, most of us aren't living there on a day-to-day -day basis. So we go there when we want to have sex. We go there for, you know, this or that. But we're not, sometimes, sometimes. I, I've, I actually have seen so many women that are so disconnected from their pelvis that, they have this really high pitched voice and everything they do and say and feel is from their heart up. And it's, it's very interesting to watch when I hear people talking like that. I'm like, Oh, wow, interesting. We need to move some energy. <laughs> we need to get you into your pelvis mama. And usually as I uh, inquiry, some of these people, there's a history of trauma of like, sexual trauma or things like that. And so being in the pelvis is very scary. So, you know, I'm still encouraging no matter what your history is to be in your pelvis. And if you need help with that, or you need therapy for that, or you need some more guidance on that, definitely get it. Okay. Because it's important to be in your pelvis mama. All right. So let's go back to uh, being in that uh, kind of depressive, uh, dark terror, fear-based state, because so many of us are living there right now, right? And the question is, when you're in that place, when you're in that place in the darkness, in the deep darkness, is there any part of you that doesn't want to be there? Is there any part of you that does not want to be in that deep darkness? Of course, most will say yes, right? Of course. If you're not saying yes, you go see a therapist now. But if you're like, well, of course, no, I don't want to be stuck in the darkness. But I'm, I'm stuck there, it seems, right? And that part that says, yeah, I don't want to be there. I know that there's light. I know that there's more to life than being in this shitty place that I've been in. That's the part of yourself that you need to be in relationship with every single day. Because that's the part of you that you're going to need to rely on when you're in fear and terror, when you're lost in the emotions and need a way to light your own path. You need you. You need that part of yourself who knows there's something more, who knows that there's a brighter future, who knows that there's a 
there's a way to shift and change and improve the situation and that you're not your fear, that you're not your terror. You're this higher vibrational being that has so much bigger than you even know and has so much power. And that's the part of yourself you have to be in relationship with every single day. Whatever you need to do every single day, be in relationship with that. I don't care what it takes. Have a conversation with it. Sit down and journal with it. Uh, Often one of my journaling practices is um, journaling with my higher self. And that's a Uh, I'll write down like, oh man, I'm having struggle here and having trouble there. And then I let her speak and she writes whatever it is and tells me how amazing I am. (laughs) And it's just a really beautiful practice that I've, I've honed over the years to help me move out of my darkness. And so, um, I'm just inviting you to really be in relationship with that higher part of yourself every day, every day. Because when you're in the darkness, so many stories are going to arise, they're going to tell you there's nothing more, you can't get out. And all the all the stories, right? And maybe you even deserve to be there. And you know, you you have to do your best to query yourself, right? Um, You have to ask the hard questions of yourself. And having guidance and support is so important. Like I did not, like I said, I'm not, I didn't get out of bipolar minute depression all on my own. Okay. Just, just so you know, (laughs) I had lots and lots of support. So, um, this is not something that I've done overnight by any means, but these are practices that I have continued to use throughout my life because I never want to go back there. Right. I never want to be in that darkness again. And I won't ever be in that darkness again because, I don't have to, I know how to get out of that, right? So I personally tend to lean into Byron Katie's uh, work, the work, right? I'll put it, actually, I'll put a link to the book. There's actually a worksheet online that I'll link that to, so you can go get the worksheet. But there's um, this simple four questions that you can use for yourself when you're in the throes of the of the crap, right? So let's just say you're just feeling really stra- really stuck and down and you don't know how to get out. You know, there's these four questions. And the first one, is it true? So you ask yourself, is it true that I'm stuck? And maybe there's a storyline that comes up that says, well, yeah, I'm stuck. It feels like I'm stuck. I'm totally stuck. I can't seem to get anything else, right? And then the second question is, can you absolutely know it's true that you're stuck or whatever your story is, right? Can you absolutely know it's true? Can you absolutely know that you can't get out of this place that you're in? Like, <laughs> that's pretty much a no, right? Because we can always change our environment, change how we feel, change what we do. It may not be easy, but we do have the power to do that. All right. The third question is, how do you react or what happens when you believe that thought? So what emotions arise? What images come up? Um, how do you treat yourself? How do you treat others when you actually believe you're stuck? Of course, you know, um, you you get scared, you can't see anything other than the darkness. Um, When you believe that thought, then you get you lose connection with your light source, right? Um, Maybe you treat yourself badly. Maybe you have bulimia, maybe you cut, maybe you do things that are um, things that are not healthy for you or other people. And then the fourth question is, and it's important, I think it's important to write this stuff down, like, I would highly encourage you to take a pen to the paper and write this stuff down. If you're having a belief or a thought or something that's not supporting you, write these out. The fourth question is, who would you be without the thought? So without the thought of I am stuck, I would be free. (laughs) I am able to move. 
I can breathe and relax, right? And so you just write down thought after thought after thought. That's the opposite of what it is you're, you're struggling with. All right. And then the, the, the most important thing I think, or one of the most important things is c- contemplate how each of these turnaround statements are truer than your original belief. You have to know that I am free. I am able to move. I am, I can breathe and relax is more true than I am stuck. And so, um, there's plenty of examples online of this kind of stuff and you could actually get her book. I think it's called the work and, um, learn how she actually does her coaching because it's really beautiful, really beautiful and so powerful. Right. But the thing is you got to use that higher part of yourself that knows truth. That's truth with a capital T that that's that higher part of yourself who knows your truth, who knows that you're bigger than your fear, who knows that you're bigger than your terror, that guy that can guide you out of the darkness. Like this is a must and it, you can't just turn it on. It's just like the little practice that I gave you. Yeah. That's handy when you're in a place of, of funkiness, but it's way more handy if you've been practicing it. That's why it's called the triangle illumination practice. When you practice something on a day-to-day basis and it's part of how you roll, when you get into the funky, you're going to be able to just like, oh, I know how to get out of this. Boom. And you'll just employ your practices because you're a pro at it. It's kind of like if you play tennis and you just started playing tennis, you're going to get out on the court and you're going to play with a professional. You don't have a chance. That's like if because you haven't practiced, right? But if you practice every day and then you get on the court with a professional, you might have a chance, right? So it's the same thing with all of these practices you in your energy work and your space clearing work and your chakra clearing work and your mind body connection work. It's all a practice. All right. So practice. All right. So my, my recovery from bipolar manic depression was a very long journey. And it was a journey of figuring out how to be in the middle. So in other words, a journey of figuring out how to not be manic, and how to not be depressed. That was pretty crazy. It was a a nutty, nutty craziness. I, I knew that my problem wasn't a lack of medication. And the doctors kept giving me more and more and more and more and more. And I kept getting fatter. I kept getting more chronic fatigue. I kept getting fibromyalgia. And I did not know how I was going to get out. And I was so sad. And I, but with my knowing, I was just like, you know, (laughs) there's another way. So of course, I did a lot of cleaning up my diet, supplementation, functional medicine, lots of things. But one of the primary things was, okay, how am I going to be in the middle? How am I not going to be manic? How am I not going to be depressed? And so I had to pay really, really, really close attention to my thoughts every single moment. And I had to be like, okay, where am I headed right now with this thought? And that was a, that's just how I live my life because I had to for my survival, right? I happen to be a fire element as my personal personality type. And as a fire element, we really, we really like to go hard, play hard, go long, feel the excitement of life. Don't stop. You know, one of my old sayings I used to say is, Oh, I can sleep when I die, (laughs) you know, because I don't, I don't want to miss anything. I am all about it. And so as a fire element, um, being in the middle is really, really hard because there, you know, there's uncountable times when uh, my fire would tip me into mania. And so I'd be go, 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 do, 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 play, 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 hard, 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 whatever it is. And then what happens? What follows mania? Depression. And the depression is of the same altitude, just in the opposite direction. So if I get really, really manic, 
I'm going to pretty much be really, really depressed when that depression hits. And it could be tomorrow. It could be next week. There's no, there was no knowing. So, um, so I had to figure out how to not be manic, not let my fire take over my personality so that I don't go into those scary places. Um, yeah. So toning it down was my game, right? And at first it wasn't very much fun because extremes are really fun for me. Like I love extremes. I like skydiving. I like to touch the fire. Okay. And what I know now is that, um, it's really, really freaking amazing to have stability in my life and my emotions. You know, I do have bad days every now and then, right? Bad weeks, bad months, who knows, right? But it's not, it's not the depth of fear and terror and darkness and trying to figure out how to not exist. Okay. So um, I'm just sharing that with you just so you know that um, you can do it too. All right. You can figure out how to create balance in your life. Even if you're not bipolar, manic, depressive, you might find that there's some imbalances in the way you think and the way you act. And sometimes you have, you probably will see if you look around, you have these patterns. Oh, once I do this, then this happens every single time. Okay. So how are you going to shift that? Right? How are you going to shift into a, a state of a midline, a more balanced state? It takes listening to your higher self for guidance. Okay. That's what I had to figure out. I wanted my life to be different. Like I really, really wanted my life to be different. I remember what I thought was my last conversation with God. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done. And when I got to that point, that's when recovery happened. But you have to want it. You have to want it to be different. You have to want it to change. You have to want to not be in that place. Because the, not, the wanting to be in another place what you focus on becomes, right? I want to be in a brighter place. I want to be in a different lifestyle. I want to be in a different mindset. That is has to be your full-on focus and you have to work for it. It doesn't just show up. You have to work for it. You have to do the practices, but you can, you can too. Right now, you can. If you want your life to be different, you can. Right now, make the shift in your own mind and tell yourself, yes, this is what I'm doing. I am making the shift. And this is illuminating, right? You're going to illuminate yourself. You're going to illuminate your family. You're going to illuminate your environment. You're going to illuminate your community and the world. And you know, get help if you need it. Get help if you need it. But definitely step up to the plate and do your practices. And I think that's it. Yeah. Um, on that note, <laughs> uh, let's, let's uh, talk about something that fun that I have coming up. Um, speaking of getting help, you might need a little help and wanting to um, boost your immunity. And I'm going to offer a five day boot camp. It's called the boost your immunity, boost your immunity five day boot camp. It's a free boot camp. I'm going to have the link on the show notes. I'm really, really excited. It's going to be fun. You know, I, I wanted to do the, at first I was like, I'm going to do a webinar on COVID-19. And I was like, screw that. <laughs> it's overdone. It's not as much fun. The real juice is getting ourselves turned on, turned on, turned up, connected to life, right? Immun immunity is a mindset and physiology, right? But most people are taking their vitamin C and where most people have dropped the ball is their mindset. And so we're going to touch on both of those aspects of immunity in this five-day boot camp. So if you want to shift out of fearfulness, if you want to move into a more confident you and to really align your mind and body so you can be empowered in this situation, join the five-day boost your immunity boot camp. All right. Walk away even stronger. I will put a link to the show notes and I hope to see you there. All right, ladies. Mwah! 
Thank you for listening to the ultimate biohack for women. If you'd like to dive deeper with our tribe, join us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you'd like to help grow our tribe, share this episode with your friends. Let's bring this light to our community so that other women can know their true power and we can create a tribe together worth being in. This podcast is for information purposes only. Dr. Brandy Victory is not a medical doctor. And the views and statements expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Dr. Brandy Victory and the producers, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.